Holy Spirit, we thank you for all of the ways that you are working around this room, in each of our lives, the ways that you're using each of us to touch one another, where you're speaking your word into our hearts and it's bearing fruit because it's powerful, because it carries life. And over every circumstance, we speak life now. You are the resurrection and the life, Jesus. And we speak life over one another, over all those that we carry in our hearts, over our city, over our region, over our nation, over this world. We speak the life of Jesus. And we say thank you for all of the ways that you come and you meet us and you touch us and you grow us and you speak to us. Let it be to me according to your word. Your kingdom come and your will be done here on earth just like it is in heaven. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Ooh, hallelujah. I want us to continue in a spirit of worship and of receiving and of allowing God's word to, to work in our hearts. I'm not going to cut across that for the offering or any of those things. Um, As usual, we're simply being sensitive to what does God want to do. <laughs> and so we let him have his way. I do want to ask if anybody from the prophetic art group yesterday has something they would like to share. Come on, Crystal. Because I know that that was a very populous and powerful time. Yeah, it was. I was surprised. Uh, I don't know if we had 10 to 12, 11 women there. Plus myself, so that's 12, and it was a very good number, and um, people just kept showing up, and it was just, I, I just thought it was such a wonderful evening, and, you know, we worked in our, we worked on some pictures, we all did a tree, and they're all very different, you can come up, and anybody who wants to share from the group, but the second part was the prophetic part, and it all really is, but I had everybody draw a name, a different name, and they weren't to tell anyone whose name they drew and they they were just kind of talk to God and and give me a word or a picture or something for that person and then they begin to create and when we were all finished we walked into that other room and we sat in a circle and we begin to share the picture that they begin to share the picture they had for that other person and I'm just I mean everyone was so blessed so blessed and we had several first timers I'm telling you Nobody should ever say you can't create or you can't do it because you can. It's just a matter of sitting down. I mean, all of their works just looked beautiful. I just wanted to say that when we got here, Crystal had trees. So we were going to do a prophetic art about trees. And she had them laid out. And the 11 people that made trees, there were no trees that were alike. I've got mine because I'm pretty proud of it. I've only done two. And this... So 
but everybody's was beautiful. They reflected uh, so many different ideas and, and concepts. It was wonderful. Crystal is such a good teacher. Yes. If you have any, you, you uh, I have no art talent at all. But, <laughs> but and, and the thing about the sharing was, it was interesting how people could kind of read you in a way and, and share what they thought about you. It was, it was pretty awesome. I do want to share one more thing, because that got loud. Um, this was kind of fun, Crystal. <laughs> she, we, she was working on a piece of art, and she went to squeeze some glitter out of a bottle, and it just exploded. It exploded all over her shirt and all over the table and the art, which not a big deal, because I say you really, you can't make any mistakes in art. You just can't. But what was really cool about it is the piece that she was working on was about joy. And, and she had written there, I mean, it just, and it was like all of a sudden, uh, that's what I saw, an explosion of joy. And not only was it for the person that she created it for, but it was like it was an overflow, like God was just filling her with the joy as well. And honestly, her shirt, all of us wanted to buy one. <laughs> So Crystal will be taking orders after the meeting <laughs> for explosive joy shirts. This is really, that's beautiful. And, and I love that you were looking at, at trees because it reminds me so much of Psalm 1. It says that blessed is the one who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. And that is what God does when we gather, when we allow God to speak to us, when we allow God to equip us with creativity that we didn't know we'd got, <laughs> God loves to bring fruit in all of our lives. And it's wonderful just looking around the room, just as we've been meeting together this morning, to see the fruit of God's life in your lives, to see the fruit of God's word in your lives, and to know that as we come together to worship him, but also to interact with one another, God's right there in the midst of all of that. And our roots keep going down deeper because we do that. So I wanted to affirm each of you for that. And I wanted to share just a couple of thoughts here about worship and about the word. And then I think we may go into a ministry slash communion time and we may not. I'm not sure. Most of this morning has been unpacking itself in ways that I wasn't expecting. So who knows what's going to happen. But I want us to know that worship is what we've just been doing, right? But it's all it's so much bigger and more significant than which four songs do we sing when we gather on a Sunday morning. And it's even more significant than do I have Christian music playing in my car or in my home. Worship is actually our eternal destiny. You know, if you if you go to the end of this book, <laughs> There's, there's four living creatures through this open door into heaven that John sees. 
And there's 24 elders and 24 thrones and, and lots of symbolism. But it's a glimpse into God. It's a glimpse into eternity. And it says in Revelation 4 verse 8 through to 11 that the four living creatures never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. That goes as far back as you can go and beyond and it goes as far forward as you could go and beyond. And it's right here, right now. So we're not worshipping a God who was. We're worshipping a God who is. We're not just worshipping a God who is. We're worshipping a God who is to come. In other words, you're surrounded. <laughs> we are surrounded in time and in space. And I mean, if my brain's starting to tilt. I hope yours is too. Because God is bigger than your brain. But it says, Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who's seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who's seated on the throne, and they worship him who lives forever and ever. Beginning to catch the thought here? <laughs> God is eternal, and worship of God is eternal because we cast, or they cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. So worship is God's eternal realm. And so whenever we step into that laying ourselves before him, pouring out our lives, the sorts of things that you've all done as you've shared testimonies today, that's been a little bit of a, this is part of my life and I'm just bringing it and laying it at God's feet by telling you all about it. That's a beautiful worship. Whenever you decide, when you open your eyes in the morning, that this day is going to be led by God, that's worship. Whenever you go into a situation, and maybe a new situation, maybe you work in a place where people come to you. Many of us do. You know, um, our hotel receptionist isn't here today. But you know, you're, you're in a place where people come to you. You either pick up the phone or they open the door. I'll pick on Jeannie because she shared a testament. You're volunteering at the hospital and people walk in. You've got no control over who walks in, but you have opportunity with everyone to interact with them in a way that goes, here you are, God. Here's a little bit of me, and I'm going to give it to this person in your spirit, in your love. And God goes, wow, that's beautiful. Because he's worthy to receive what we give. Or you go into a store, and the cashier's having a bad day. And when we're in the lineup, and the cashier's having a bad day, we have a choice, don't we? I could change that bad day or I could add to it. And when I choose to change that bad day with a smile or a thank you or a little word or even a prayer if it's possible, 
When I choose to make a difference in somebody else's life, what I'm saying is, God, here's a bit of my life and I'm laying it down. Just like the 24 elders are doing constantly for all eternity. Worthy is him who's seated on the throne. Worthy are you, O Lord our God, to receive glory and honor and power. It's interesting that Jesus said to a woman who didn't have her act together, the woman from Samaria, who got a question about worship, that's the one to whom Jesus said in John 4, the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. You may feel that you don't have your act together. That's very attractive to Jesus. Did you catch that? When I don't have my act together, Jesus comes looking for me. And he, he, he tells me, yeah, you don't have your act together, do you, Mark? That's okay. But worship in spirit and truth. You see, you don't have to get your act together to worship in spirit and truth. You have to put your spirit and truth in to worship, and then your act will follow. I don't have to wash the dishes before I put them in the dishwasher. That was worth coming this morning, wasn't it? Thank you. Yes. You see, Jesus is just like his father. What did he say to the Samaritan woman? The father is seeking such people to worship. He's seeking people who haven't got it together, who haven't got all their ducks in a row, who haven't got every I dotted and every T crossed. He's looking for people who are on their whatever it was husband and he's not your husband. <laughs> Right? He's looking for people who know that they're a little bit messed up. Or preferably people who know they're a lot bit messed up. Yeah, I see that hand. <laughs> Seeking us to worship in spirit and in truth, Jesus says. Of course, truth is much more than just a concept. Truth is a person. When Jesus says the Father is seeking those to worship in spirit and truth, he's talking about himself. <laughs> because the truth is the word of God, and the word of God is the Lord Jesus. You following the logic? The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we've seen his glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. So when we get a glimpse of glory we worship right like the 24 elders like the living creatures you get a glimpse again of how glorious god is and you go oh yes Boom. <laughs> and you lay everything down again or you give your life again you make a sacrifice again to to smile at the person who came in through the door of the hospital i'm picking on you just because you're in view yeah or you 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 give something of yourself to the next customer or the next cashier or the next neighbor or the next whoever. 
because we glimpse His glory. His glory is when you're full of grace and truth. Grace is what the Father gives. And truth is God's Word. And when it says full, it means full. As in, you can't carry this very far without spilling it, kind of full. As in, you're trying to get the glitter out of the bottle, kind of full. That kind of full. The kind of full where everybody wants to buy your shirt afterwards because it's so beautiful what spilled out because you were so full. Jesus was attractive because he kept spilling grace and truth. And we are attractive when we spill grace and truth. Because glory is when grace and truth overflows. Just a brief sideline here. We're going to focus a little more on glory through the summer. Some of you know Fount Schultz, uh, who we love tremendously. And we've been able to arrange for Fount to come, we think on probably three Sundays through the summer, to speak on the Shekinah glory of God. So the third Sunday of each month, uh, for the next three months at least, we're going to have Fount with us to speak on Shekinah glory. And when it comes to truth, I want to encourage you to put on your calendars. Next week, Robert is going to speak about liberty. And the following week, Crystal is going to speak the same message that she shared that some of us were able to enjoy at Open Heaven, uh, all about 2021 and the season that we're in and the truth of this season. And it's very powerful. So our Sundays together are going to be times to receive more from the Father so that we become full of grace and truth and we overflow just like other crystals glitter bottle did yesterday. <laughs> now the Lord, this is 2 Corinthians 3 verse 17. Now the Lord is the Spirit and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, liberty. And we all, say all, that's all, <laughs> just for those, you know, that, in Greek that means all, in English that means all, that's y'all. <laughs> Actually, excuse me, I've been here long enough to know the difference, it's all y'all. And all y'all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image. Just close your eyes for a second. Let's just do a little exercise. Close your eyes and imagine yourself looking into God's eyes. The one who's seated on the throne with 24 elders constantly laying down their crowns and falling down and worshipping and these four living creatures saying, Worthy are you, holy, holy, holy. Just imagine what it's like to look into God's face. A 
as you behold the glory of the Lord, you are being transformed into the same image. From one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So when we behold overflowing grace and truth, which is glory, we define that from, from Jesus back in uh, John, didn't we, John 4? When we behold overflowing grace and truth, that transforms us. And so I want us to think for just a second before we conclude here, what happens when we feed on truth? What happens when we allow truth to work in us by the Spirit? Because Jesus has prayed in John 17 that we would have glory just as he had glory. John 17, I think it's about verse 19, he says, The glory that, I, that you have given me, I have given to them that they may be one even as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. So as we gaze into his face, we're changed. As we're changed, those around us see that change. And the process is described in Ephesians chapter 1. I won't read the whole chapter because the whole chapter really is about how we're transformed by the life of God. As we gaze on him and as he gives himself to us. I want to just pick out a couple of verses. Start from verse 12. So that we who were the first to hope in Christ, might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. So Holy Spirit makes the face of God real to you and me every moment of every day when we allow him to do that. He wants us to see him more fully because of the promise and because of the inheritance that comes from the promise. Because God has always been giving us his promise. And he wants us to declare his promise. He wants us to dwell on his promise. We want, he wants us to live out his promise. I shuffled my papers and lost my place, but that's it's all good. <laughs> yes, that's right. Colossians 3, verse 17 is where I want to land this for today. And I've got a couple of questions for you to reflect on and we're going to receive communion together to conclude. Colossians 3 verse 17 says, Whatever you do, in word or deed, 
Do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. You see, it's not enough for you and I to speak a word. There needs to be a deed that goes with it. Because going back to what we started with, the living creatures are constantly giving action to their words. Holy, holy, holy. The elders are giving action to their words. They're taking off their crowns and they're laying them at the feet of God and saying, you're worthy to receive glory and honor and power. And as our lives are worship in the same way, our actions go along with our words. But I want us to catch that our words have to go along with our actions as well. It's both and. Two sides of the same coin, if you like. Where what I say lines up with the promises that are in here. And what I do lines up with what comes out of my mouth. Because the Bible says that it's out of the overflow of the heart that the mouth speaks. And so God wants these promises in here so that they come out of here. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Every one of you has promises from God. Yes, general promises that we will worship, that we'll be saved, that, that we'll be witnesses, but you have specific promises to you as well. And before we come to communion, I want you to be quiet for a second and say, God, what specific promises do you want to remind me of today? So that when we come, we're bringing in our hearts the promises that God has spoken in line with his word. And we are saying, God, I want to live out in the power of the Spirit the promises that you've spoken to my heart. So let's be quiet for a second. Father, for each one of us in this room, what promise or promises do you want to remind me of right now? It may be about your identity as a child of God. It may be about your purpose or your destiny, your role in the world. It may be about those who you're in relationship with, promises that God has given you that you've not yet seen the fulfillment of. But all of them will be in line with the Word of God and the desire of God that He would be known more fully in this world. So take hold of the promise or promises that he's reminding you of right now. Father, each promise has come from your heart for your child. Let that promise grow like a tree planted by the water. 
Let that promise bear fruit. Let that promise never wither because you water that tree with the river of your Holy Spirit. And so as we come to celebrate what Jesus has done for all humanity, we're thankful. We're thankful for the inheritance of the cross and the resurrection and for the promises that flow from that that we get to live out. So we come trusting that you will fulfill your word. We declare it and we receive the fulfillment of it. Our words and our deeds come into agreement now with the promises of God. In Jesus' name. Amen.